Well, I just want to welcome a friend, um, an attorney, and uh, somebody we're going to be having a lot of fun talking with about something, though, that is very serious here in Michigan particularly, but as people watch it from elsewhere, I think what applies here in Michigan could well apply elsewhere as well eventually. And anyhow, David Coleman, attorney David Coleman, welcome to our little podcast. Well, Judge, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to see you, and uh, I'm glad to be with you today. Let me tell you a little bit more about David. Uh, he has been a licensed attorney in the state of Michigan for the past 40 years. Time flies. His law firm, the Kalman Legal Group, has clients with legal needs in a wide variety of areas, including business, probate and estate law, general litigation, and education law. A number of years ago, in a landmark decision before the Michigan Supreme Court, David helped get homeschooling declared legal and safe for folks to uh, engage in here in Michigan. Good job on that. He's also the co-founder of the Great Lakes Justice Center, which represents clients whose fundamental rights guaranteed by our Constitution are being challenged. David's married to Beth, and together they have two children, both of whom they've homeschooled through high school at least one of which is now with him in his uh, law uh, business and, and uh, legal group. And uh, so again, welcome, Dave. Thanks for being with us for these few minutes. Sure. Glad to be here. And what we want to talk about, and the reason why I want to get a hold of you, was there's a bill in the House of Representatives here in Michigan, House Bill 4474, which would amend a, a current legislation and and talks about hate crime. What's what's involved in this? Why don't you un, unpack this a little bit, Dave? Yeah, it's an amazing bill. It's uh, almost breathtaking in its scope. It is. But it essentially creates a new crime called a hate crime, which is based on your speech. Literally what you think and what you say, you can now be prosecuted for. And it makes it a five-year felony, up to a five-year felony. Yeah. If you speak any words or say anything against a person or an entity or an organization in the various categories for mm -hmm. non-discrimination, you know, sex, race, uh, religion, gender identity, sexual orientation, that sort of thing. And it says that if you speak against someone in these categories and they are intimidated or frightened uh, they feel harassed, you're guilty of a felony. So it is a pure, unadulterated ban on speech that's, that is so blatantly a violation of the First Amendment, it's breathtaking that the legislature even thinks they have the authority to do this is beyond me. <laughs> so this is before the State House of Representatives here in Michigan. Right. And I noticed that it's got quite a few folks that introduced it. Are they all Democrats, by the way? I didn't check. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And uh, again, it's not law yet. And it's it's in the House of Representatives. It says at the beginning it was referred to the Committee on Criminal Justice. Um, do you see that there's a, any likelihood that this might become actual law signed into law by our state, by oh, our, our governor? Yeah, I fully expected that they're going to pass it. They don't care. I mean, 
when the committee meetings started to be held last week, mm-hmm. we were there with Great Lakes Justice Center. Professor Wagner, who I'm sure you know, yes, was there ready to testify. We supplied some written testimony. And over an hour, the testimony went, and the Democrats would not allow a single person in opposition to the bill to speak. They only allowed people who supported the bill to speak. And uh, there's further hearings set for this week, I think tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And we fully expect that they're going to shut out anybody who's opposed to this bill as it is. So I don't think... I don't think the Democrats care that this is an unconstitutional law. They're doing this as a means that they think to try and um, appeal to their base to say, look, we're looking out for you. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it, Judge. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. who's in favor of hate? <laughs> right? I mean, exactly. Yeah, let's outlaw hate. Yeah. We oh, all want to hate on everybody. So uh, <laughs> who would be against a hate crime? Okay. So it's just the language that they use is so Orwellian yeah. that it's hard to get anybody to speak out against it. Obviously, as a Christian, as just a decent human being, we all we all know and understand we're made in God's image. Everyone is to you know is deserves respect and right. proper treatment and sure. care. Yeah. Nobody should be treated in a disrespectful, hateful manner. But that is not a crime. I mean, are you telling me that speech is now oppression? You're telling me that speech is now something that that's violence? I mean, that's what you hear. I mean, they must really believe th- mm-hmm. these these platitudes they put out there because they're not going to make it a crime. And it's got nothing to do with anybody having any animus toward anyone or hating anyone. It's, it's got to do with it's just, for the truth. It's just subjective. It's what you yes. said something that hurts my feelings. You right. deserve to go to jail for five years. Right. It's a totally subjective standard. And the Detroit News published, I did an op-ed last week in the Detroit News, okay. and they published it, uh, mm-hmm. talking about if people want to go there, they can find that. And it explains what's going on. But but this bill is just unbelievable in what it does to criminalize speech. I cannot imagine the Supreme Court ever upholding something like this. And you know what else they do in the bill? They now allow a civil action. Right, I see And it that. says yeah. if somebody is, you know, charged yeah. with this right. violation of the law, yep. even if you win the criminal case, even if you win and you're right. found not guilty, yeah. you can still be sued civilly. So what better way to bankrupt your opponents and to, you know, go after them with right. civil, silly lawsuit after silly lawsuit? And it's $25,000 or the amount right. of damage. I mean, how do you measure you know, your emotional hurt in terms of dollars and cents. Well, you can't exactly. really do that so well. So they say, okay, it's the greater of either the actual damage or $25,000. So right. like you say, you could lose the, you, you could, uh, as as a, somebody who's bringing the lawsuit and so on, you could lose the case, um, the prosecutor could, in uh, in criminal court, because the, the burden of proof there is beyond a reasonable doubt. But in civil mm-hmm. court, it's just by preponderance of the evidence. So you could lose there, but then come and sue them and get twenty five thousand if you could convince the court to by a preponderance of the evidence that you know you were somehow hurt or whatever. Right. Or and three times actual damages, whatever that means. Yeah. And then not only that, they get their attorney fees if they win in oh, this lawsuit right. against you. But that's guess right. what? If you defend yourself in the civil suit and you win, yeah. you do not get your attorney Can't get fees. Them. Again, what better way to bankrupt people or to get them to shut up? And that's the whole purpose of this law, Judge. The whole purpose is to get people to be scared, 
And they, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to lose my mm-hmm. job. I don't want to yeah. be sued. I don't want to face five years in prison. Right. And so I'm going to shut up. I'm yeah. not going to say anything. I mean, this well, kind of law fits if you're in China or Russia, not yeah. in America. Yeah. This is unbelievable how know bad it. this is. All right. Well, let's use a, an example of, let's say your school board uh, is kind of woke and they believe that, uh, you know, that female, if a, if a male feels he's a female on a certain day, he can go into the woman's locker room. And uh, so they're going to change the, you know, the rules there in your board of education. So you go to a peer at that board of education meeting and, mm-hmm. and express, you know, this is wrong. I don't want my 14 year old daughter to, to, to be harassed by males in, in the locker room for crying out loud. And you hurt somebody's feelings who's who's in the audience there that is maybe gender confused or whatever. Um, might that be a cause of action to, to bring an action against you in, in this, uh, if this law becomes, or this bill becomes law? Absolutely. That's the danger of this. Or, or judge, you won't use the pronouns of somebody yeah, because you, you believe pronouns. true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the Supreme Court this week, last week, just had hearings on whether or not they're going to order judges to use the pronouns of individuals. Well, you know, we all have a duty as lawyers to the court, a duty of candor, a duty of honesty, and to be right. truthful. I don't think a court can order me to lie. And so now what are you going to do when all of a sudden you could be disciplined as an attorney and maybe lose your law license if you don't use if you don't lie and use somebody's, you know, made up pronoun right the the ramifications for this just go on and on and they're doing the same sort of thing with this speech and the conversion therapy bill that they're looking at right now too where they're going to ban any doctor or therapist from providing any treatment to a gender confused child and if they want proper treatment to deal with the issues so they could get rid of these conflicted feelings that's going to be banned now so another attack on speech and, you know, isn't it interesting? What did we hear for years in abortions and in that whole area? The government cannot get in the middle between a woman and her doctor. Right. You have to stay out of it. That's a decision between them. The government's got no right to be involved at all. And now here we are with a bill that they're introducing that does exactly the thing they've railed against for 50 years. It's putting the government right in between the doctor and the patient, telling the doctor you can't provide needed treatment. And telling the patient you can't ask for it. Hmm. I mean, it's so abusive of speech and the right of doctors and patients to talk about these issues and counseling sessions. The the attack on free speech by the Democrat Party in our state right now is just unbelievable. Hmm. Hmm. So you you believe that there's a a high likelihood that this is going to pass both houses of the legislature and be signed into law by a all yeah, right. and from the silence on the Republican side, I mean, I've heard nothing okay. uh, from any Republicans even opposing it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see some Republicans voting for this because uh, they don't want to be tarred as, you know, oh, you yeah, voted yeah, against yeah. that. They want to be nice. Okay. You know, come on. All right, so let's say it becomes law. It doesn't, you know, automatically people don't get charged with a crime unless the prosecutor takes an action. Right. How likely is a prosecutor to enforce this particular legislation? Well, I think you're going to see in most of the state, you know, where there are conservative law abiding prosecutors, they won't bring an action under this law. They'll understand that it's unconstitutional on its face. Mm -hmm. They'll refuse in their prosecutorial discretion. They have the right to refuse 
to enforce a law like this. But you're going to see areas like Washtenaw County, Wayne County, Oakland, mm -hmm. Saginaw, other counties around the state with progressive Soros-backed prosecutors uh, who will prosecute for this, and they'll do it with glee. I mean, they, this is their whole point. They want to make an example. And if they can convict one person anywhere in the state, yeah. it doesn't matter where you live in the state. It's yeah. going to cow people. They're going to be afraid to speak up. No, that's true. You know, one of the, the characteristics that you need to look at is not, and we could talk about sexual orientation and gender and so on, but one of those is religion. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you go and um, talk to somebody about the fact that, that they need to repent, that they are sinners, that apart from Christ's work on the cross, and they're accepting mm -hmm. that that uh, work on the cross, that they're going to spend an eternity in hell. Mm -hmm. I mean, that You're going to get prosecuted. That could easily be viewed as harassment, couldn't it? Absolutely. Intimidation, threatening. You're going to go to hell. They're saying, I'm going to go to hell unless I accept Jesus as Savior. I mean, of course, that fits right into this law. Yeah. It absolutely wow. does. Wow. Has, has that happened anywhere else in the country that you're aware of? No. So no. That's why I'm saying. This is just such an incredibly terrible law. I, I just, it's amazing to me that it's even being introduced. Even yeah. though the Democrats are in control. I, I mean, where's the ACLU? Where are all the left? leaning free speech organizations who I thought understood the First Amendment, too. Yep, yep. And you know the answer to speech yep. you don't like. It's not yep. banning or prosecuting sure. your opponents. It's more speech. Yeah, You talk about it. But yeah. they don't know. They got the power now. They're going to try to you mm. know ram this down everybody's throat. So but this we're, really we're, we're ready with Great Lakes Justice Center to fight these battles because they're coming now. They're here. But this really is kind of the leading edge of where culture has been moving. That is, yeah. we, we, we have lost track of objective truth, and, and truth is ultimately subjective. It's what I feel. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're hurting my feelings is, is the worst mm -hmm. thing that can happen. And I decide truth and error by, by what I feel. Makes mm -hmm. me think of, of a couple of scriptures that are identical. Proverbs 14, verse 12. And Proverbs 16, verse 25 are identical. It mm -hmm. says, there's a way that seems right to a man, mm -hmm. but the end thereof are the ways of death. Mm -hmm. See, apart from Absolutely. God, apart from his truth, we, we kind of shoot ourselves in the, in the feet, you know, all day long. Truth ultimately sets us free, even though it can be painful for, for you to listen to a doctor's diagnosis to say, you know, you got a problem, you got to deal with it, or you're in real trouble. Ouch, you hurt my feeling, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but you need the truth. And, uh, right. and how much more, you know, do we need to hear the, the, the truth of Scripture? And we right. need the truth of, of gender and, and these sorts of things so that we don't ultimately hurt people. Uh, I, I, I use the analogy yeah. often, you know, when I'm sitting in, a, in an easy chair, I feel like I'm not moving, Right. Well, the reality is you're moving at 66,000 miles an hour right now, you know, as we traverse <laughs> around the sun. And so right. feelings are not the ultimate uh, decider of what is true or what's not true. And right. where culture's going, isn't it? It is. You know, there's no such thing as my truth. I mean, there's truth. And I might not agree with you that the law of gravity controls my truth is there's no such thing as gravity. Yeah. Well, you know what? Jump off the 10th floor of the office building downtown here, and we'll see whose truth is right. Yeah, I mean, right. 
Exactly. You know, you can give examples like this. It's silly to make these arguments. But this law is based on that. My truth is mm -hmm. I'm a man. I'm a biological man, but I'm really a woman. That's yeah. my truth. And now, oh, I'm intimidated. I'm threatened. I'm harassed. So you should go to prison for five years because yeah. you didn't agree with me. You didn't affirm me. You know, yeah. you're you're not compassionate. You're a hater. You're a bigot. All these names, you know. Yeah. Christians have better wake up and stop being, you can't be worried about those kinds of attacks or those kinds of slurs. That's to be expected. Yeah. You know, we either speak up now, Judge, or a couple of years from now, when you're being prosecuted in court for trying to speak up, good luck, because now these laws are in place. People need to take action now and call their state reps. Okay. I don't know what they think. Well, you know, it, it's it, in many churches today, we just don't want to get involved in the political right. side of things is a strong right. belief, you know, Romans 13, you know, government, you know, we got to respect mm -hmm. our government. Where do we go with that? Where yeah. at what level do we finally rise up and right. do something? Right. Well, I think we're getting there pretty fast. And this is the whole doctrine of, you know, in the Bible of, of, uh, of, uh, of, opposition you know you appeal to those in authority right and then there might be a come a point of uh where you have to take a stand like paul did he stood on his rights as a roman citizen yeah and he exercised his rights that's good and you know what you might have to exercise civil disobedience and yeah. we're looking into doing a whole series on this through great lakes because uh, mm. i think it's here it's not just coming it's here yeah and what are you going to do as a pastor when you try to preach a yeah. sermon on biblical marriage or homosexuality and things like that. And you're facing getting prosecuted now. Or, just on, or just on sin and the yeah. reality of, of an eternal future in either heaven yes. or hell. I yes. mean, even just that. That's right. Because you're violating somebody's religious beliefs now yeah. because you're exclusive. What makes you think you have the only way to God is through Christ. Yeah. That's right. And so now we're going to prosecute you for that. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless, you know, for what you could be prosecuted for That's when good. you start going down that road of speech. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, too, uh, you, you mentioned Paul, which I appreciate. He brought up his uh, citizenship, which kept him from getting beaten and, and allowed right. him to appeal ultimately to, to Rome. But, um, you know, the early church in, in uh, the book of Acts, um, you know, they were told by the authorities don't, yeah, don't preach, preach anymore. Don't preach. Said, That's right. What do you think's right? Do we obey you or God? Right. See, Romans 13 says that that uh, that government has a role of of punishing those that do evil. Right. And I think it's First Peter 2, 13 and 14 that says that to obey, you know, the, the emperor uh, and, and government because it's supposed to reward the good and punish the evil. But when government doesn't do that, they're not under God's authority. When they do the opposite, when they, uh, you know, reward evil and, and punish mm -hmm. good, well, I don't think we need to obey that. We, at some point, we say, no, right. we're going to obey God. In fact, uh, I don't know if you ever read the book by Nick Ripkin, uh, The Insanity of God, where he talks about, he mm -hmm. goes from place to place to, to talk to the persecuted church. Talk to one guy that had spent years in prison because he shared the gospel. And the guy pointed his finger at Nick Ripkin, who's an American. And he said, don't you give up in your freedom what we would never give up in our persecution, our witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So at some you know, point a couple you of, do it. Yeah, a couple of other good books, I think people, if they're interested on this topic, yeah. 
would be Dr. Erwin Lutzer, you know, the senior yes. uh, pastor emeritus of Moody Church. No yep. reason to hide. Yes. He had an earlier book a couple of years ago, We Will Not Be Silenced. Those books will really tell you I, what's I happening. I interviewed him, by the way, on, on these podcasts. He's, he's oh, yeah, he's great. He's, he's gonna, a friend. Good man. Yes. And then another book, Live Not by Lies by Rod Dreher. If mm. you haven't seen that book, that's another I've really seen that. good book. Yes. Yeah, Live Not by Lies. That comes from a statement from Solzhenitsyn. <laughs> if you remember Alexander Solzhenitsyn, oh, we, we do, you know, a lot of people nowadays, I wonder if they've ever heard of them, but, no, that's you know, weird. yeah. So those are two, uh, two good authors you should also check out. That's good. So the culture is moving in a very negative direction, very rapidly. We could face actual persecution in our country mm -hmm. for just preaching the gospel. Right and and living it out and believing that with again not in an evil and angry way but a, right. a courageous way speak the right. truth in love that marriage is between a male and a female mm -hmm. and just because I feel a different gender than what I was born with doesn't make it true not right. that we hate those people we love them but right. we also have to have freedom of speech which as you say is pointed out in the First Amendment very clearly right so yeah absolutely. So this, this this bill could become law in Michigan. High probability of that, unless somehow mm -hmm. we contact legislators and they they kill it. But if it becomes law, at some point there's going to be some prosecution, and mm -hmm. it's going to then have to get into the court system. It's not going to be an automatic reversal. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's probably going to have to find its way up to a, a court that that finally says, you know what, you can't do this. Right. And hopefully that would happen. Um, but uh, anyhow, we're we're living challenging days, and we need to be in prayer. We need mm -hmm. to be in obedience, and yes. we need to support people like you that are helping to 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 bring this before the, the proper uh, authorities. So thank you for all that you're doing in that regard. Well, you too, Judge. And if people are interested, GreatLakesJC.org is our website. It's for Great Lakes Justice Center, greatlakesjc.org. You can go there and see some of the things we're up to in the cases we've been handling. So That's great. All right. Awesome. Anything else you'd like to add before we close? No, I just appreciate seeing you again. It's been a while, and I appreciate your work very much also. And obviously, none of this matters. that We're doing at Great Lakes or anything else if you can't preach the gospel and if you can't reach out to people and talk to yep. them. Yeah. about having a personal relationship with Christ. None of it means anything. That's right. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we could be getting there. And if we have to do civil disobedience, remember, that can lead to consequences. No, <laughs> you know, that can lead to jail. That could lead to loss of jobs. Yeah. That can lead to a lot of pretty nasty yeah. things. Yeah. And honestly, it's here. It's coming. It's not it coming. Is. It it's is. here. Yep. It's here. Christians have better wake up. And we got to be willing to make that stand. I mean, you probably recall yep. a case I had many years ago about yep. abortion. Yep. I where, recall very much. Yes. And, uh, you know, again, I, you, you referred to me as judge. Maybe many of our listeners don't know that I spent 15 years as a probate juvenile court judge in the greater yep. Grand Rapids area, Kent County. And I did have a case uh, of a young yep. lady who was already a ward of the court, temporary ward of the court. 13 years of age. Um, mm -hmm. And unbeknownst to us, when she first came before us and became a temporary ward, uh, she had a relationship with a boyfriend and she became pregnant by it. And uh, because she was already a ward of the court, her lawyer brought the petition before me to say, 
oh, got to prove this abortion, judge. And this is back in 1982, actually, before there was real uh, resolution as to to what a court should do in, in my position. There's no legislation on the on the subject. And I thought, well, I could uh, recuse myself and uh, give this case to someone else. But I thought, you know, morally, it's kind of like mm -hmm. I have a loaded gun in my hand. I can't kill this little unborn mm -hmm. little child. She was five mm -hmm. months pregnant at the time. So I, I will voluntarily give it to another judge who could. And somehow that, that didn't feel right. Yeah. So I did not uh, recuse myself. And uh, I listened, looked at all the evidence heard the testimony and all the testimony was it was not in her best interest to have the abortion. I could have just right. rested on that, but I didn't feel that was honest. So I went on to say, even if somehow emotionally it might make her feel better to have the abortion. I Here I am a juvenile court judge protecting born children from abuse and neglect. And so I'm going to order <laughs> the killing of, a, of an innocent unborn little boy or girl. I'm not mm. that schizophrenic. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that thing ultimately made the news across the country, basically. Yeah. And yeah. writing a book on it. And I, yeah, I've got your book, Judge. I've oh, read yeah, it. So the judicial I, I've used you as an example many times in oh, speeches I, I give that. around stuff of somebody willing to stand up. Well, you got to do that. Uh, There's times where it. you have that's your only choice is either to. Yeah. I put my, I, we had a lot of kids at the time, and you put your job on the line. The, the National mm -hmm. Organization for Women filed a grievance with the Judicial Tenure Commission against me. I could have could have mm -hmm. lost my job. But right. by the grace of God, uh, I was slapped on the wrist a little bit and and uh, and was able to continue. And uh, anyhow, mm -hmm. all glory to God. But that's the sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And again, it, it, I give him all the glory. Uh, mm -hmm. But but there are times where you got to make those stands. And so we yeah, got to be prepared to do that. So, Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us. How about closing us in prayer? Sure. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Judge Heckman and the Grand Awakening and uh, all these things that are going on in our country. We know you're ultimately in control. Help us to be faithful in our spheres of influence and with the people we know and to not be cowed or afraid just because people are calling you names. Help us to, to stand for you, Lord, in every area of life. We just uh, thank you for this time today and hope it helps uh, anyone watching in, in your name. Amen. 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 Thank you, David. God richly you. bless you, my friend. Yeah, you too. Great to see you again. Thanks for joining us. For more information, go to grandawakening.org. That's grandawakening.org.